Welcome everyone to another episode of Game Talk. This is episode 5 and today we're going to be talking about Call of Duty new trailer. We're going to be talking about E3 and what we expect and some predictions and Destiny 2 big reveal. Well, what is it Cody? Shadow Shadow Keep. Um Shadow Keep, yeah. Shadow Keep. Yeah. So we are excited today. Uh, we are gonna begin with Call of Duty. So yeah, what what were your thoughts about uh, that Call of Duty trailer? Oh man, well it brought back a lot of memories. Uh, uh-huh. Well, let before that, let's re- before we start. Skimpy is not here today with us because he is moving to DC. Yes, um, he is. Yes, so we... Safe uh, travels for him and his family. Uh, yes, of course. And he may not be here with us next week because it's going to take him like a week or two. And it's just going to be Cody and I doing the show. Yep. So, some mayhem in here. <laughs> so, a little bit of mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little mayhem here. So... But yes, so when I watched the Call of Duty trailer, I was it brought me back to Modern Warfare, um, the first one, and right. not necessarily a bad thing. But if I'm not mistaken, two years ago or three years ago, didn't they release like a remaster? When yeah, Call they uh, they remastered uh, the fourth one, I believe, right? Yeah, or, well, uh, the first one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They remastered. Remember when um, Call of Duty Warfare, Advanced Warfare, or something like that came out like two, three years ago? Yeah, actually, no. It was the first Call of Duty that they remastered. Uh, uh, the first modern or er, uh, Modern Warfare. The very first Modern Warfare that is what they remastered. Yeah, the first one that got remastered, and this one is gonna be basically what I thought at first was not ne- not necessarily a remaster but basically the same game and then uh, activision was like no it's a reboot so i'm like oh, okay. okay so they're rebooting the series here i mean do you think this series needs a reboot or just a big overhaul you know the game in my opinion uh it needs a whole new uh overhaul uh it's just there's just too many things that are going wrong with it in my personal opinion and you know there will be people out there that disagree with this but uh there there's there's just too much um you know advanced warfare um that was a fail in my opinion i mean i personally like the game um call of duty uh world war ii or whatnot that came out a few years ago as well i liked the campaign the multiplayer was just horrible the zombies uh, i i couldn't really get into the zombies um, and then they went futuristic and that was a big fall on the back or whatnot. So in my opinion, I think they're running out of ideas and running out of, uh, uh, of ways to, to produce their, their franchise further into the future. So I think they need a new, like a whole new rehaul. Um, and, and they need to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, what worked for us way back in, you know, the 2005s, the 2010s. Yep. You know, the Call of Duty World at Wars and, and Modern Warfare. And Modern that Warfare. The fans that just absolutely loved the game and went absolutely ballistic over the game, you know? I um, agree. So uh, I mean, Call of Duty still sells well, right? They're, they're still making millions and millions of dollars. But of I course. think 
Oh yeah, and, and but I think the series has gone a little bit fatigue. Um, in my opinion, they need to do what Ubisoft did with Assassin's Creed. Take a year or two off, you know? Just just right, take a little right. bit off. Because it's just every freaking year, Cody, every freaking year, we know a Call of Duty is coming out. And for the past three years, you know it's going to have zombies. So they haven't even done anything innovative. I mean, people, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but Call of Duty Ghosts is actually my favorite Call of Duty. And the reason why, it's not because of the campaign, because the campaign was garbage, is that they brought something just new and interesting with extinction. And they could have expanded on that. They could have made right. that game mode even better, right? I know it wasn't the best. I know it was, you know, only like four or five maps. I understand. But they could have really improved on that. And it's something that was different. That no other game... Right. Uh, I mean, it was kind of similar to Left 4 Dead, if, if you think about it. But it wasn't like a wave. You had objective that you could do. It wasn't like an endless thing that you did and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed that um, that gameplay uh, right. and, and that mode in Call of Duty Ghost. In my opinion, Call of Duty Ghost, I mean, not Call of Duty, sorry, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, this reboot, it's it probably going to, obviously it's going to sell well again. But I don't right. think it's gonna help the franchise a whole lot. Uh, in, in I getting I don't it. think so either. Um, pretty much just like what you said with the extinction. Um, they they need newer and fresher ideas to do with so-called quotation end game content in a mm -hmm. way. Because um, I mean, you have the multiplayer that people obviously grind over and over and over again to get to max prestige and prestige max level and all that shit. Um, and in zombies, you know, zombies is a really big seller for the game as well you know so me personally for the extinction i think it was a really cool idea i just didn't have a team to run extinction with so i never really got into it like how uh, how you got into it but i do agree extinction was a really cool and unique uh, uh content that a call of duty uh released with the with the game and it, it, it breathed uh, a lot of fresh life into the game in my opinion um I personally wasn't very good at it, but I do agree. You know, they, they need to come up with some some either more extinction game modes or even just a whole new different type of game mode besides or zombies or whatnot. So that's, well. you know, they, they got a lot of work ahead of them. I, I, I agree, but here's the thing. This Call of Duty will not have zombies. Right, right. So, so I mean, they're really, and that's a big thing too, just like what I said. They're really going to rely on the old player base that used to play this game way back when this game first came out That's and they're right. relying on the multiplayer uh to have this game sell very very well because if this game doesn't sell well which we already know it's going to because it's a call of duty name um i i can see them having some big troubles if it doesn't sell well it doesn't sell yeah and even if because here's the thing it's i think activision and ea kind of have the same problem it's like like for example uh, EA's the Battlefield game sold like fucking seven million, but they still saw it as a failure, right? Come on now, seven right. million, Cody, seven million—that's a lot. Right. A lot of games, a lot of games will kill to sell even half of that. Okay, exactly. Even half. But for big companies like that, like Activision, EA, 
those company they need to sell you know 10 11 12 million copies of a game in order to consider it successful and in my opinion in my opinion they need to rethink that because yes okay you sell 10 12 but in order to sell that amount of copies you need to streamline the game make it to where you know here you go every year you get the same shit in call of duty right right for you not not throwing shit at the players that only play call of duty right you know your hardcores or your casuals that buy the game but and like like you said you know bring in some interesting game modes here something that can get a a um a different kind of gamer so a gamer that wants something more in depth in the uh for a game you know some some right. good strategy or some good rpg element you know i'm not saying that call of duty will be an rpg but i'm just throwing out something that can that can hook a gamer right and bring it in right. other than your casual base that will buy call of duty you know play it for two three months casually and i understand there's there's hardcore call of duty players i'm not gonna say that they aren't they are but in for me, Call of Duty doesn't offer anything. It's the same shit every year, just different skin. Same, same. I mean, the only thing that Call of Duty that can offer me is is just the zombie game mode. Um, I find a lot of joy being able to load up into a zombie map with uh, my cousin and, and play some zombies with them, get to a high round like 50 or whatnot. Um, but here's the thing with that is I can only play so much of that zombies game mode before I start getting burnt out on it myself. And I'm like, oh, man, like I don't want to have to restart from ground zero all over again after I just put like three hours into a game where, you know, we ended up dying. Right. You know, so uh, zombies is very fun for me. But the biggest problem I have with it, which I know that they'll never change, is there's no objective. The only objective is just to survive as long as possible, which can be fun for some players, actually a lot of players. Um, but for me, it just gets boring after a while. It gets boring um, after a while. Yeah. You're not really chasing anything besides that, that high level. The high level. So. Yep. And that's one of the things that I enjoy about Extinction. There was an objective, you know, there was right, an end to right. it. You know, it could, it could have taken you anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, you know, those objectives rewarded that team or that player yes. with completing that objective with, I think, uh, special ammo, like uh, incinerary rounds, I, I think was one of the skills or something like uh, that. Well, it will, it will grant you like a brief, like uh, more for like your super, you'll get like XP for like your super and stuff like that. Uh, your your oh, ammo, okay. you, uh, I think you could, you could. Like, it will give you extra money, so that way you could buy that special ammo. It didn't give it to you, but you could choose which ammo you could buy because it gave you that extra cash, right? Oh, okay. So, right. yeah. And, and, and also, cash, you can buy, like, little little skills and shit like that, you know? So Yeah, it's, it's been so long since oh, I played. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been years since I also played Extinction, uh, but I still love the game mode. So, right. besides Call but of Duty 3... There, you know, around the corner is E3. Actually, when this show, when this episode comes out, E3 will be happening. So we don't want to make a whole lot of predictions because obviously by the time (laughs) this comes out, it won't be a prediction. It would just be right or wrong. Uh, But we do know some things and we want and we want to discuss basically what we think. A big one here is Sony not being at 
yeah, what do you see, think about that? That so here here's the thing. First of all, that's a big red flag for me. Um Sony is my console. I, I love PS games. I love the exclusive games. I love the story driven games. Um and whatnot. But with the, with that being on like the flip side, we also do know quite a bit of exclusives and quite a bit of piece or uh, Sony games that are coming out for the PS4 this year. We have uh, maybe not this year, but we know of well, uh, the Last year, of Us too. Well, this year Death Stranding is coming out, which we just had a trailer last week, and right. it's coming out November eighth. So there is still Sony news, but they're not gonna be at E3. And what, they're not going to be at E3. Yeah. Why, why is it a red flag? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me and it being a red flag is, like I said, Sony is my console. Uh, if I'm not on my PC playing games, I'm on my, my PS4 uh, playing playing uh, PS4 games. Um, that and, I mean, you have Xbox at E3, and Xbox and Sony, obviously a big rival. Um, I, I just don't think it's a good or a smart move on Sony's part to not be announced at uh, at E3 and be there. And be there. Um, Here's my take on it, Cody. Here's my take. Uh-huh. If they go to E3, what are they going to show? Right? right? They're already shown The Last of Us Part 2, Death yep. Stranding, even before this trailer, and Ghost of Tsushima. Right? Those are like right. basically their biggest game. I might be missing one more game that they might come out with. Uh... But those are like their top dogs at the moment. And we've already seen plenty of those. They're not going to reveal PS5, if that's what's called. I'm pretty sure it will be. So they're not going to do that. Next year, will they do it? Will they go to E3? For sure. Are they going to announce PS5? Most likely, right? But There's this, a high chance. There's a high chance, exactly. Not saying that they will, but there's a high probability. Do... do them showing this year at E3, it's not really going to help them whatsoever. I mean, they're, they're already shown what they got already for the PS4 end of the cycle. Going right. to E3, it's not going to wow us as gamers. We're not going to be impressed. We're already seeing what they got. We're already seeing what they got and what they're coming out with exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, and that makes sense. You know, they already... They already blew their load, so to say, um, well ahead of time, uh, which is fine. Which is fine. You know. But now here's the thing. Microsoft is going to be there, right? Right. And last year, they announced like five or six studios that they bought. Yeah, quite a bit. Exactly. Now, they did not announce any games besides Gears 5 and Halo Infinite and some other ones, right? But out of those studios that they acquired, they really didn't announce anything, right? Which is understandable right. because they just acquired them. A year after that announcement, what do you think? Are they going to announce? Obviously, most likely we're going to get Halo 5. I mean, uh, Gears 5, Halo 5, holy shit. Gears 5 and Halo Infinite news. That most right. likely... And, and maybe not so much Halo Infinite as much because I, I, I think there's a they delay that a little bit. But for the studios that they acquire, are they going to announce a game? Maybe not all studios, but some. Do you think I think it'd be announce? very wise for them to announce at least one or two games with, this, with these new studios that they bought out. 
um, for, for multiple reasons. Reason number one, it's going to give the Xbox players, you know, some hope. Like, oh, wow, you know, my company for Xbox just went out and bought a lot of, a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, different companies. Uh, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. So I would be kind of concerned if Xbox did not reveal something from one of these new um, studios. Because, uh, like I said, that's that's a lot of money. Um, that That's just my personal opinion on it. That's my personal take. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think that we might get something from them? I, I would think so. It makes sense that they would do it and that they would wait until 2019 E3 to announce... Um, a brand new game with a brand new studio that they teamed up with or that they bought out or whatever, um, and, and show the Xbox players something new. Um, I agree. I that, agree. I think, I think they're gonna probably show a game or two that that those studios will like. Maybe a teaser, something small, maybe. You know. Yeah, yeah, just a teaser. I mean, it doesn't have to be a full blown, you know, like trailer of, hey, this is our new game. Come check this out. Mm-hmm. You know, they could just tease something like, hey. This uh, this producer and this producer and us or whatnot, uh, like a thirty second teaser of like you know, uh, prime example that is just coming to the top of my head. Shadows die twice. Circuro, when we got that teaser or that trailer or whatever last year at twenty eighteen E3, um, I mean there was a lot of speculations. I personally and I think you too, we thought we were getting Bloodborne too. Exactly. You know. So some, something like that, I think, can breathe a lot of life into the Xbox um, player bases and whatnot. But the thing that I really want to see from Xbox this year is I want to see more about my Gears 5. Um, for those of you that have been following our podcast uh, from our very first episode, I'm a huge Gears War fan. That was my very first really game that I really got into. Uh, I've been playing them all at, pre- pretty much ever since I was just you know a little <laughs> kid. So uh, when they announced Gears 5 and they they did that trailer last year, I was super psyched. I was super hyped. Um, And really, it's been quiet. It's been quiet on the Western Front, man. I mean, it's just... It has been quiet, but I agree with you. I think they are going to give us a little bit more about Gears of War 5. I think it's story-driven this time, where, where it's... It's going to focus on what's the name of uh, the female character, the, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank to I'm it, too. I'm drawing a blank, yeah. It'll come back um, to us. But I think it's going to focus on her and maybe trying to find um, her um, her background, basically her family background. Right, Because right. we're not going to spoil Gears, Gears of War 4 and how it ends, but there's a really good ending that leaves you with a cliffhanger and like holy shit this is like some really good 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 uh shit was revealed at the end right. of gears right. uh four very rarely um very rarely when i either watch a trailer or i play an ending to a game am i left just smiling and i'm and <laughs> right. i'm not, and i'm just left like what like how how could you just leave me like this how could you just leave me open to to the future where, you know, I want to know. Um, and for those who have obviously beaten Gears 4, which I would assume quite a bit of people have because it came out, like, two years ago. Like Yeah, like three years ago, 2016. Almost. Yeah, so I, I think we could obviously not really spoil the end, but I think we can talk about it a little bit. But, uh... I mean, it left, it left you... It left you knowing that the, this... I'm going to have to look it up. I'm going to have to look up her name. I, I just can't. Right. I, I can't. 
I can't. Hey, I can't it's do it's it, on Cody. the tip of my tongue. It. It's on no, the tip of my, it's on the tip of my I tongue. I can't do it. I mean, but bas- basically, where we're going with this is it, is is it left this character and her background and her personal story wide open and the personal story tied to the Gears of War franchise, if that makes sense. Um, for Gears of War players out there and fan base, uh, Gears fans out there. Uh, we all know the Locust. We all know the Locust had a queen. Marcus Phoenix in Gears 3 killed the queen. But obviously in Gears 4, that's not the case. There's a new queen. Um, and there's new stuff that they're doing with the Locust uh, in order to breed themselves and, and contain this fight that they have been fighting for 20 years with with humanity. Um, and the way that Gears, uh, Gears 4 ended was just... Like like we said, just a really big cliffhanger. A really um, a really big uh, cliffhanger, and I think her name was Rena. R- Rena? No. Oh, was it? Uh, oh shoot. Oh, Kate. No, it was Kate. Kate. Was it? Yeah, Kate? no, it was Kate? Kate. Yeah, it was Kate. Kate. Okay. So there you go. So there was. I loved when you. You finished the game before I did, and when you told me about the game, the ending, I'm like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta see it." And I did, and I'm like, "Wow, I was intrigued." So I'm really hoping Gears Five focuses on her, and and um, expand well by the, the by, her story. Right, right. By by the trailer we got last year, it definitely is going to be focusing on her. Um, I, like I said, I I just I want to see more. I want to hear more. Uh, We're ruling for Microsoft. Uh, let's put it that way. Because we'll, yeah, we, which we is... Want, you know, I, I love Sony as well, but we want Microsoft to also succeed. We don't want to see Microsoft go. I love Microsoft as well. And we're hoping... I don't know if you heard about this, because this pertained to E3, but a, a few days ago, there was a leak uh, regarding Ubisoft Watch Dogs 3. And it's re- oh, really? It's, yeah. And I like Watch Dogs. Not the first one, obviously. But the second one is actually really good. And the third one is supposed to be uh, in London. And okay. I don't know much about it because I didn't want to spoil myself a whole lot either. Yes, I'm supposed to talk about it. But I, I don't trust leaks a whole lot, right? But right. I did see that it was going to be in London. And you're, I think you play one of the NPC characters in Watch Dogs 2, maybe? Uh, for me, I don't care where it's at because I, the reason why I play Watch Dogs is just I love the world, like just the hacking of it. I can hack anything. I can make, I can make shit blow up, uh, blow up, sorry. Right. Or I can make people like crazy, you know, mess with their phones or or mess with the cars you know so that's what i love right. about watch Dogs too where is second place i don't care because i'm gonna cause mayhem regardless well it's just really nice to kind of walk down the street and be like ooh, you know i'm a little low on money and just start hacking people with your phone and start getting a little bit of an income sooner or later you're bound to find someone that's got quite a bit of money on them you know a couple hundred dollars a couple thousand dollars you know whatever it might be um uh, I personally didn't really care for the second Watch Dogs. I only played a few hours of it, and I, I just, I didn't like it. But I did like the first one. The first one was, in my opinion, the better of the two. 
uh, and I had a lot of good memories and a lot of great times in the first Watch Dogs uh, game uh, that it was just, you know, I mean, I'll definitely check out Watch Dogs 3, even though I didn't play the second one. Um, hopefully that, uh, hopefully some good news is going to come out with that uh, here at E3. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, Ubisoft, you know, announces, cause I, well, they are going to announce it, but I, I hope that they kind of reveal some gameplay like they did with Watch Dogs 2. And I'm pretty sure it's going to look probably very similar to Watch Dogs 2. Maybe uh, improve the graphics a little bit. But, I mean, Watch Dogs 2 looked great. There weren't any downgrades, right. really. Um, I, I'm i looking forward to, to hearing about Watch Dogs 3 as well. So. Yeah, it definitely has got my interest a little bit in that. So. Yep, same here. I, and then we, if, if you guys been listening to us, Y'all know that we love Destiny. Mm-hmm. We, that's how we all met. Uh, Calvin, Cody, and I. Cody and I met in Destiny 1 randomly. Yep. Uh, and this, thir- this past Thursday, Bungie had a reveal. A very good reveal. A very good reveal indeed. They announced Shadowkeep. And this is a standalone DLC coming out September 17th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in the 13th. I want to say it was, I, I thought it was actually September 13th, but I'm, no. I probably got that mixed I, up with something I, else. I, I think it's the 17th. I think that that's, that's what they're doing. But it's mid-September, basically. And there, along with that, came some big changes to what Some big Destiny, changes, yeah. Yes, Destiny is. And before we head dive into what the new thing, the new changes is going to be for Destiny, I want to take a moment and appreciate and give thanks to Bungie that they actually revealed that Destiny's MMO. They yep. no longer shied away from that. I want. Wait, I, would you- I, I, before I, I, I give my reaction when I heard about that, I want I wanna I wanna I wanna listen to what to your reaction. When you heard that Bungie said, Well Destiny's an MMO, what 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 were your thoughts when they said that? My thoughts was was finally, honestly. Um you know, for the longest time they were like, Oh no, you know, we're a looter shooter or you know, whatever. Right, action adventure type shit. You action know? adventure. First person um, shooter. <laughs> For them to actually realize, maybe they, you know, maybe they they knew the whole time, but you know, with the restrictions with Activision or whatnot, kind of like really hindered with some of the things that they wanted to do. But when they when they finally said that we're an MMO, I was like a little kid in the candy shop. My eyes got big. I grinned from ear to ear, and I felt happiness, man. It was it was the best feeling I felt just with that one statement right there. I said, finally, 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 finally. They're going to start focusing on what the game should truly be about and what the game is pretty much centered about, but it doesn't really work that way. Um, I, I, I was just, I was ecstatic about it. You were ecstatic? It, it, was, it was very, very good, warm-hearting news to hear. Just that, just that alone. And, and we're about to dive really deep into this here. Yep. But just that right there was just perfect. What, what about you? What were your feelings about that? My feelings were very similar to yours. I had a smile from, you know, ear to ear. 
Right. And when I heard that, yes, we're MMO, I'm like, thank you, Bungie. Thank you for acknowledging what you were all along, right? right. And not only that, they also hammered down on the RPG. And I was ecstatic, like you. Right. Smile. Smiling, I was, I, I, I almost, I was in my car because I was, I was eating lunch at work. So I stepped outside and I, and I ate lunch in my car so I could really just focus on it, right? And I, and I almost right. wanted to get out of my car and start jumping up and down. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right. It gave you that much crazy. of a good feeling. <laughs> right. So, but, um, I mean, what, okay, so let's talk about the trailer a little bit. What do you think? Um, for, for, for actually, let me back up a little bit. Uh, for those who are listening that have not watched or have seen the reveal for Shadowkeep, I'd strongly recommend you guys to go out and watch that and watch the uh, the Vidoc or Vidoc, I think is what it's called. Vidoc, yeah. Um, Vidoc. So they'll have like a little minute, two minute trailer, and then they'll have a Vidoc that's like a fifteen minute trailer. Watch both of those. Um, and that will explain and help you guys understand a little bit more on what we're about to dive into, which is very thick, very good news. You want to kick us off with the Ed? Oh, hell yes. So the reveal first open and um, Luke Smith and the other uh, manager, I forgot his name, uh, pretty much started the, the stream saying, hey, you know, the knowledge that there were MMO and RPG. And they acknowledged that you know the state of the game wasn't, you know, it's it's been it's been rough, right? But right. but they quickly moved on to the uh, trailer for Shadowkeep, and it pretty much got you right into what it was gonna be, the moon. So we're going back exactly. to the moon, and I was excited. Eris Morn is there, and I'm right. And, and not only that. All characters that we thought died are coming back, like Crota. And Crota, Oryx, Atheon, um, Gary from D2. Gary. We all know Gary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goal. Goal. But yeah. uh, uh, no, I, I kind of want to talk about that for a second so, here. And I want to kind of yeah, I want to kind of give give my thoughts on why these characters are back. I don't um, think they explain it in the trailer, though. But what do you think? You know, there's something in the moon. Because they, they kind of hinted at there's something. You know, we haven't been to the moon in a while. Something's been brewing, right? So right, I'm with you. Right. What has caused these characters that we thought were dead, right, to be back? Right. Uh, were they really dead? Or did the darkness, because they didn't acknowledge that, hey, the darkness is here. You know, it is real. Not like Destiny 2 when it, was, when it came out. They didn't acknowledge that crap. So, right. do you think the darkness brought the darkness brought them back, or has the hive come up with some sort of technology or the vex? What 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 is what is your thought on on bringing these major villains that define Destiny One to be brought back right. into Destiny Two? What are your thoughts? On you know, that? my shots shoot in a million different directions all at once. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty much like you said, you know, it could be the hive. You know, they could have created this big structure, this conflux, um, to somehow, some way, bring back these characters um, back into the fold in a, in a way so we can refight them. My other thoughts is, you know, think about the Taken back in D1. You know, Orcs takes whatever he wants. Right. Um, 
And even though you kill a Taken, and I, and I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, um, whatever you kill, basically, Oryx from Eris. Exactly. Uh, Eris' famous lines right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that somehow, some way, the Hive, um, even maybe the Taken that are still left, uh, you know, all around the, the solar system without a leader, um, have kind of came up with an, uh, a way to resurrect their dead. Um, and, and like I said, to bring them back into the fold, another thing is it could be the darkness too. We don't know what the darkness is. We don't know what they can do. Uh, this could be a very, very good transition into possibly destiny three, or even a very good transition into D2 year three with the darkness. We don't know if we're going to be fighting the darkness, uh, D3 or D2 year three. Uh, we don't know if we're going to get a D3, um, so it, it's really up in the air, and it is up in the air, and I and I and I'll expand on on that uh, leading into the darkness because when Destiny Two ended, we all know what we saw at the end. <laughs> that was the darkness, right? And right. they have the pyramid touched, ships. Yeah, the pyramid shaped uh, ships there that were just awoken, basically when the traveler awoke, right? Right. So right. Um, uh, maybe this DLC will expand on the darkness a little bit, and then maybe the next uh, DLC or the next game will go more into the darkness. Because I, I do think they're going to hammer down into the darkness, really focus on I, that. I, I think so, too. And it kind of brings me back to how Activision was really kind of you know, putting restrictions and restraints on what Bungie can do mm-hmm. as far as content. That now it's Bungie's game. It's Bungie's it's, game. This is yep. This is Bungie's game. They can now create it the way that they want to create it. Yep. And and honestly, like when when I was watching that trailer and that guy was like, "Hey, this is our game. This is our story, and we're gonna create it the way that we want to create it, and the way that our fans want us to create Destiny 2. That that gave me kind of chills up my spine. I was like, "Finally, finally, finally, exactly. finally, finally." If you go back and you watch the uh, the Vidoc trailer for uh, Shadowkeep, they are bringing back a lot of stuff uh, as far as mechanic-wise and weapons and armors and just so much stuff back from D1, but also they're expanding on what they already have in D2 to expand it even further and give it a lot more life, in my opinion. Um, right. I mean, I, I, I just... There's just so much here. I don't know where to start where with to start. it. Well, <laughs> after the trailer, let's 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 go ahead and focus down on what on what the good is here. They, because Dado, Dado, if if nobody knows Dado, he's a big Destiny streamer, right? And he was there at the reveal, and he asked a lot of questions, and some of the questions were were really good that that I really like. So he he kind of asked, you know, was was this story leading to somewhere like we mentioned and they don't know that obviously kind of scared me a little bit you know right but at least what i saw from bungie is they 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 have a focus at least even though they don't know which direction they want to go to but at least they have a focus on on getting the the Basically, where they want to go, they they have like it, they have they the have big the story. They have the foundation exactly. They have the foundation, but they still don't quite yet know. 
and then they, which is fine. Which is fine. It's fine for now because they're they just get they out of Activision, so they're on their own. So they still gotta somewhat have an idea of where they want to take this shit, right? But what they did focus, which is the good aspect of it, is they're gonna focus on PvP, right? So this right. upcoming year, year three of Destiny Two, they're gonna focus on PvP. Now they didn't say basically if they're gonna be bringing old maps. Dado did ask if they were, when we don't know, you know. But they are gonna focus on PvP. They did not say anything about trials though, so we don't know if we're gonna get trials back. But they are well to kind of to kind of expand on the map part real quick. In the Vidoc trailer. The map, I think it's called, uh, I just slipped my mind. I think it's like Bell Tower, Clock Tower, or something like that. It, it was a very famous uh, trials map back yes, in D1. I know. It has like a, a cathedral type thing. The court, yeah. And yeah. it's got like a courtyard in the middle and a church right behind it. Yeah. Um, I love that so map. I, though. Right. I so, I, you know, obviously we are going to be getting that map because they wouldn't show that in the trailer if we weren't going to get it. Right. But, uh, I anyways. think we are going to get it. Right, I, mean, I, I I think so too. I mean, why would you show it, right? Exactly, why would you show it? But to get back onto like the what we were talking about with PvP, as a trials player or used to be trials player back in D one and a little bit into D two year one, I you know it's it's kind of it's kind of scary that they don't have trials back yet, and, and that they don't know when it's gonna come back, or maybe they do know. We just don't know yet. But trials is a big big deal for a lot of players in destiny too and the fact that they can't play that is is uh that, that's that's big that's man big. exactly so it leads me to think we you know what is this dlc gonna have obviously it's gonna have a new campaign they are bringing a, they are in there's gonna be a raid right but right. in terms of like pvp new content right away when this dlc comes out i don't think there's not gonna be anything big in regards to PvP. I think it's going to be maybe throughout the year. And they did emphasize that that before, they would make everything ready for this DLC, right? Like Rise of Iron, you know, they, they will make everything for it, right? And then that's it, right. nothing for the entire year. This, what they want to do is basically release content throughout the year, kind of similar to what they did with the annual pass. So they, right. can, so they can be content uh, throughout the year and not have that content route. Um... One big thing, though, Cody, and you and I both played Destiny 2 on the PC the most. Yep. We have played on the PS4, but PC is our main console for Destiny. We all know that right. they're no longer with Activision, so they're on Blizzard at the moment. They are going to move to Steam. Thank God. <laughs> right? So... And it is on Steam already, though you cannot download it, but you can pre-order Shadowkeep. Do you think it's going to increase the player base, giving it more exposure? Because obviously there's a lot more players that are on Steam, uh, uh, players, no, gamers, sorry, that are on Steam than Blizzard. Right. Um, Two things here. Uh, To kind of expand off of that uh, transition from... Uh, Blizzard into Steam. Um, for people who are playing on Blizzard uh, right now with Destiny 2 and that have already purchased, you know, uh, Curse of Osiris, um, Forsaken, 
Um, and I'm, I'm missing one. What's the other DLC War that they Mind. came out with? Warmind. All that will be transitioned with the base game, Destiny 2, will all be transitioned over into Steam for for those players that have already bought in the game on Blizzard. So you don't need to worry about that. The only thing that you will need to purchase on Blizzard, or I'm sorry, on Steam, is the Shadow Keep DLC. You're absolutely um, right. Yeah, and it's free. They, it will transfer, yeah. and, they, and we don't have to pay anything, basically, except for yeah, which Shadow is Keep if you want. Very, very, very good news right there. Uh, second thing, I think it's a good transition. I think there is a lot more gamers on Steam than there is on Blizzard for multiple reasons. There's a vast variety of games on Steam, first of all. And second of all, Steam has a lot of sales. You know, you got the summer sale, you got the winter sale, you got the fall sale, the spring sale, you There's know, a whatever sale. For sale. A sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, holidays, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Memorial Day, I, I think there was a sale. Yeah, there was a sale. This uh, point one, there. I know Steam Summer Sale is coming here in a couple of weeks. So, exactly. Yeah. So, Shadowkeep right now, I think is going for what thirty two dollars. Thirty four ninety nine on Steam. Thirty four ninety nine U.S. I don't know what U.K. I don't know and other countries what Canadian are. Canadian or pound. Yeah. So. Um, but here's the thing, is you don't Australia. feel pressured. Right, you don't feel pressured to go out and get that DLC right away as if it was on Blizzard, because you can be like, hey, you know, summer's right around the corner. Theoret- I'm just theoretically speaking here. You know, summer's right around the corner. I know they're going to do a summer sale. This will probably go on sale, and I can get it for $10, $5, dollars cheaper. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's going to be very, very good and very, very well uh, for, for the Destiny community. Because, you know, you pick up the DLC, you put a few hours into it, you don't like it. You can return it. Get your money back. Get your money back. Right. Oh, yeah. If you don't, if you so, play Destiny for, for an hour and a half or so, and you're like, you know, I'm just not liking it. I, I, I'm, I'm not. And you, you can return it. You know, it's basically a risk, risk-free for up to two hours um, that you play. Right. Isn't Destiny 2, though, going to be free for a while? Or is that just going to be free for the players that already have it on Blizzard? Oh, Blizzard. No, I think... It's gonna you're gonna get like all the previous uh, DLCs and base game free if you if you get it. Uh, I think it's gonna be free. Period. That's how I understood it too. Yeah, that's so. how I understood it. It's gonna be free. The previous DLCs and base game, it's gonna be free. And I think it's even for consoles if I'm not mistaken. So it's not just us on the PC. Speaking of consoles, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the cross save. Ah, from, perfect, because uh, you read my mind because I was just going to mention that. What about cross save, man? That is, oh my goodness. That is huge. huge. That is huge. Like we said before, Ed and I, we came from the PlayStation. Um, played D1, obviously, on the PlayStation. Uh, played D2 on the PlayStation, and then I got my PC, and you know, Eddie had his PC, and we ended up getting uh, D2 for the PC. What's nice now is if I decide that I want to go and play with all my old PS4 buddies, um, or even Xbox if I had it for Xbox, I can transfer my character from my PC that I've grinded for two years now over to my PS4 or Xbox, whatever case you're in, and pick up exactly where I left off at on my PC. Same light level, same weapons, um, you know, and that is huge. That is huge. I don't know about anybody else. I know I can speak for Ed for a little bit, and if, if not, he'll correct me. But nothing is more annoying than getting into, you know, like, 
buying Destiny 2 for the PS4 for the first time, you know, we went through the campaign together, cool, great. We just still have two more characters. And me personally, I don't care for the Destiny campaign. Destiny 1 nor Destiny 2. I, I mean, they're okay. It's not something where I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm really feeling a Destiny campaign right now. Right? I mean, but once it was, you play it, it once, was so, that's it. It's done. Right. It was so super annoying to make three characters on the PS4, switch over to the PC, and make three characters again, and having to go through everything again. Again, yeah. So, um, I think it's a really good idea that they are uh, making cross-save from PS4, Xbox, and PC. Um, and I think it's coming out for Nintendo, isn't it? No. Or is it already out for Nintendo? <laughs> I wish. No, I don't think I, it's coming no. to Nintendo, but it is coming out I, uh, for uh, Google Stadia. The one Google Stadia. Stadia is I thought released. I saw that. No, I don't think the Switch will, will, could handle Destiny. <laughs> I don't right, I didn't so. think so either, but I could have sworn. You know, I'm, I'm probably just daydreaming here, but yeah. I could have sworn I saw but something about the Switch. But it is coming out with the uh, Stadia, Google Stadia. When it when it comes out, so that's one of the well, that's one of the uh, of ways that the Destiny player base can expand because I think Google Stadia will really once it comes out will be a big game changer. Right, I, I agree as well. Um, for those who don't know, Ed, you want to explain what Google Stadia is? Google Stadia is basically Mark, uh, not Microsoft, <laughs> yeah. Google releasing their own game console, but you don't need a disc. It's all digital, and you can play okay. it with like not even digital. You you actually play it with like the browser, so you can go to like Chrome and play a game, right? right? Like uh, Destiny or even Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. That they, they did do a test with with, with uh, Odyssey, where you can play the game without having to download it or anything. It will be it will basically be streamed to you, um, similar to what Netflix does. So right. you don't have to. And that worry. is huge. That is huge. You don't have to worry about buying the physical copy of the game. You don't have to download it. You know because no nothing is essentially uh, downloading into your console. Everything is streamed. And if right. it goes out according to plan, where nobody's gonna experience any lag when they're playing. Even if a first, uh, like a third-person RPG game, even if you experience lag from when you press the button to what happens in this on the screen, it's not gonna be an enjoyable experience. So if it's flawless, no. right, with little lag, I think it's going to be uh, some interesting times for the gaming industry. I I think so too. Um, but to kind of get back get back on to uh the cross save man that is i i just can't i can't emphasize it enough that is so big that is just so so big and such good news to hear as a destiny i'm, I'm not gonna say i'm a hardcore uh, player anymore because i haven't played destiny in, in quite some time but as a really big destiny fanboy um that is huge that is just fantastic that i can at a at a at a snap of a finger I can go over to my PlayStation and play with all my friends that I've made throughout D1 and a little bit of D2, you know, Yep. and, and just pick up exactly where I left off at. So that's just, I, I, I just, I, I, you know, if I could clap, <laughs> bravo, right, bravo, bravo, Bungie. But that's not all the good news. There's a little bit more here. Oh, there's a lot more. Oh, but, but this one is hits 
home quite a bit because when I heard about this, I'm like, well, it's about some damn time. And right. Luke Smith said, you know, we've been hearing, you know, we want to make this a community game. We've always emphasized that, but we cannot do that if we have exclusive content being released to a particular console. And if you play Destiny, you know that the PS PS4 gets exclusive content. For example, they get like a strike only to them. They yep. get weapons and armor. And you might say, well, a strike, well, when a strike is exclusive to a console, it is not put, first of all, we can't play it on the PC or Xbox, and it's not put into the nightfall. So everybody, even people on the PS4, suffers because they cannot play that new strike on a nightfall, right? Right. Well, they're no longer doing that. No more Which is very, very content. good. I mean, it, it, it was nice. It, it was it was a kind of a good idea to a point in the very beginning. You know, but, but like what we just said, you can't exclude two major platforms out of, oh, excuse me, out of content, uh, such as maps, uh, strikes, uh, and weapons. Um, yep. I think, uh, yeah, the Bo- Boreolus for D2. That, that just came out you know, last year or last whatnot. Last year, but, but the PlayStation for, for had people it since on PC, the game release. PlayStation had it for, you know, since the game release. And when we first uh, hopped over from PlayStation to PC, I was even asking people, hey, you got Borealis or Bo- Borealis or whatever it's called. And people were like, no, man, like that's that's exclusive. I'm like, damn, you know, I, I totally forgot about that. And, and, and then instantly I felt the, I felt the lash of that. You know, I felt like almost at a big disadvantage because kind of, in a way, exploits that we would use with certain weapons or certain uh, parts of the map or whatnot to help get us through hard content, we couldn't really do on the PC. You know, so I think it's a very good idea and a very good transition from not having uh, uh, exclusives Exclusive. to just one console. Exactly, and I think that was an Activision thing because I don't think Bungie. I, th- I think so too. Yeah, I don't think Bungie would have gone for that from the very beginning. I think that's more of Activision. They wanted to partner with PlayStation like they did with Call of Well, like they're doing with Call of Duty as far as I know. Um, right. That they basically uh, advertise Call of Duty heavily for the PS, you know, for the PS4. And I, I mean, I understand, you know, it's marketing, but it, it breaks the player base and nobody likes that. At least I it, Right, ex- exactly. I mean, it's just... It's... It, 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 when you really look at it, and I think a lot of players can say this as well, it's just not fair. It's, um, it's, not fun. It, it's now, truly not fair. I, I'm going to be a little bit of a negative Nancy here, Cody. You know, because we, we're excited. I mean, I I know you are, and I know I am. Oh, man, about... dude, I, I think. Whew. <laughs> right? Sorry, go ahead. But, go ahead. But people kind of, you know, been bringing up a fair point, right? Saying, oh, you guys are going back to the moon. You guys done that already, right? What do you... When you heard that we're going back to moon, I know I was excited and you were excited. But I'm pretty sure in the back of your head was like, I love the moon, but but really? Really the moon? You know, because well, I see, said here, that as well. You know, I love the moon, but the moon? What what has Bunchy has said here that pretty much change could change somebody's mind or really solidified like yes hey guys we're going back to the moon but listen we got content here 
what right. what are your thoughts on that because they did they they did emphasize that because they knew players would say hey why are you reusing content you know i can go into a really big spiel with this um and depending on how this conversation goes here be careful I'll kind here of now myself but uh i you know, I, I'm not really too upset and I'm not really too worried about it. And here's my reason why. The biggest reason why I'm not too worried about that they're going back to the moon is Bungie just split from a major, major helping hand with Activision. I think that they cannot... I, I think it's a smart move. They already have, you know, they already have the moon in the database. You know, they already have all that stuff. All they have to do is just add a few more stuff, which, yeah, you know, I can see why some players would get a little upset with that because we've already been there. We've already done things there, and we're going back once again to another location that we've already been to. But I think it's a very good and a very safe move from Bungie to release the very first, theoretically, very first content by themselves, which is Shadowkeep. If they can nail Shadowkeep and they can nail, you know, all the good stuff that's supposed to come with it and they make, you know, everybody, ha well, obviously not everybody, but, but if they make a really good impression off of Shadowkeep, it's going to restore a lot of faith into Bungie that people have lost throughout the years with Curse of Osiris and Warmind. And I mean, you know, there's some people that think uh forsaken was a really good dlc which it's you know it, it's not a bad dlc it's not a bad dlc but they could have done much better exactly but i also think the reason why they couldn't do much better was because activision was putting so much restrictions on them so i you know from what we saw with like the two minute trailer with eris morn and then the vidoc there's a lot of good stuff there there's a lot of good meaty chunky stuff that is going that that we are going to be getting as ourselves that Bungie has finally recognized or is, is able, I should say, to do uh, and give us the stuff that we, we've wanted for so long. Um, I, you know, and, and it can go both ways. Uh, this could fall flat on its face, but from what we've seen, or I, I'm going to talk for myself and then we'll get Ed's perspective here, but from what I've seen from that trailer and that Vidoc, I am very, very satisfied with what I saw. I'm very, very satisfied with seeing Omnigul back Crota, uh, Skolas, we forgot to mention him. Yep, Skolas is going to be coming back. Um, Atheon, Vogue, you know. And, and that leads me to my next thing uh, that, that, that I'm wondering to myself. And this is why I was saying, like, I can, go, I can go on a big spiel here. With these characters that are making a return, these big major characters that we've already killed are making a return... I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it can happen in the near future, D3 possibly. But I would love to see all the raids from D1 be implemented into D2. Vault of Glass, Crota, Oryx, and Wrath of the Machines. Yeah, I, um, I would love to as well. I mean, Crota uh, was definitely never I mean, my favorite raid, but I would love to play it again on my PC. At fucking exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how many times have we, you know, we haven't done it for a while because we don't have PSN right now, but uh, how many times when we had PSN last, actually the, almost this time last year, we'd say, hey, you want to go do, you know, Vault of Glass run real quick? Or you want to go do, you know, King's Fall? Like, yeah, yeah, let's hop over to the PS4 and go do that real and quick. Do that. Oh, yeah, that, that was like a weekend, like, 
Yeah, it's, it's a weekend treat in a yeah, way. Yeah, like a weekend treat. You know, it's like, hey, let's go do Rog really quick. Go King's Fall. Razzler Machine, the boss fight was my favorite. Fighting um, Axis. Axis, oh, man. Oh, man. Axis. That's an amazing boss fight. And the mechanics, it's just, I mean, I loved it. Right? So, if I, I don't know if Bungie will bring the old race back. If they bring all the old race back, why don't you just do a Destiny 1 remaster, right? Exactly. Either do a D1 remaster, or for the love of God, please bring back all the raids. Because here's here's the reality that I think some people don't really see that I'm about to shine some light onto. Destiny is one universe, okay? There should be no reason why we don't have all of the raids that we've done to be replayable to this day. Now, I know with Activision there was a lot of restrictions, but I'm really hoping now that Bungie is split from Activision and Bungie can start making their own uh, choices and decisions. I think it's a good possibility that it can come back or that or something like that, either a remastered or Div one or all the raids can be implemented. I, I think it's a fair possibility that it can happen. Uh, and, and I think you do have a point because they are bringing like the very first mission that you do in Destiny 1, you know, when you when the ghost resurrects you and you got to go fight the fallen and you find your spaceship and everything. You are redoing that mission. If like a new player comes in who's never played Destiny, they will get to do that very first mission, right? So that is technically a mission in Destiny 1 that is being remastered, right? Right. Well, and I don't know about you, but I miss the Cosmodrome. I I miss it. I miss the Cosmodrome. I miss Venus. I miss the Dreadnought. Um, the Cosmodrome was definitely one of my favorite places um, in D1 because right. it was, first of all, it was huge. And it had, like, different... Um, uh, ecosystems basically because you could go like outside and it'll be snow and everything but you should go you could right. also go like inside and and this is what a lot of destiny one had that i don't find it in destiny 2 like you could go inside and really explore underneath like uh, underneath the ground like on the moon or like right. in buildings and everything now i know in destiny 2 they have lost sectors right which right. allows you to go in or something like that but in D1, mm -hmm. like, you could go into a whole new fucking place underground and be like, wow, this is like an entire different different world here, right? Right. Especially in, uh, in, uh, on the moon. You could go into the hive, what they have carved, and really go deep that you could even get lost. Right. So... Um. I, right, I, I enjoy that uh, on Destiny 1 that I miss in Destiny 2 because I don't see it enough in Destiny 2. Well, here's some, here's some good things that I'm hoping is coming as well. Obviously, Mars was on D1 and Mars is on D2. Mars from D1 to D2. On D2, Mars looks beautiful. Oh my gosh. If it's one thing that Bungie knows how to create is the skyboxes. Oh, Those skyboxes are just, I could just stare at them, dude. I mean, I I could literally just sit here and just, you know, just look at the skybox. I've done that in Destiny. Um, I, I yeah, even D1 had really good skyboxes, yeah. Um, but I'm talking, like, also, no, you think of D1 Mars. You think of a really bright red, barren, you know, Mars, which is how it should be. You go to D2, it's darker, um, the lighting's darker. Uh, in my opinion, Mars in D2 looks gorgeous i'd love to be on mars in d2 I, so I i'm 
Destiny 2 Mars looks much better than D1. Looks much better. So, and and this is what's bringing me to my, my next comment here that I wanted to talk about. Was in D1, the moon looked... I mean, moon moon and Venus was my favorite places to yep. be besides Earth. Um, the moon was just, you know, almost breathtaking with the skyboxes. I'm really, really excited to see what the moon's going to look like on D2 and even on a, you know... A PC with 60 plus frames a second I think it's gonna be breathtaking I agree I agree it's I think it's gonna look gorgeous and they did say that the moon was gonna be twice the size of the map in uh, of D1 yes they did yep so but before we go before we go any too further here you asked me my opinion on on shadow keep and if you think it's a good idea or something like that what, what are your thoughts about that my thought is yeah, they. Uh, you know, I was worried at first whether they were gonna release a DLC for the fall because they're known to do that with Rise of Iron, uh, right. and uh, Taking King uh, DLC that came out. So when they announced that they were gonna release Shadowkeep, uh, not gonna lie, I came in with an open mind because I knew they just split from Activision, right? And right, I think it's a good move. By Bungie. Going back to the moon, for me, it's perfectly fine because the moon was one of my favorite places in D1, and it's just dark right. and greedy. They are focusing on the hive, so I know they've done the hive so my many fucking race. times. It is uh, my favorite is the Vex, but I don't mind the hive. I like the hive as well. They've done it so many fucking times. So I just like, come on, can we stop with the hive? But when they brought, when they mentioned Eris Morn, I'm like, okay. This shit got real then. This shit just got real. Because it got real, real quick. Real quick, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm gonna uh, say, and this might be a may, maybe people may not may not agree with with what I'm gonna say, but Destiny One, one of the things that I loved was it was a dark, gritty world. It wasn't your happy-go-lucky, happy characters or anything, right? Right, uh, right. You went into the tower, and those characters like, you know, hey, we're gonna get. We need to. We need to regroup. We need to get ready. There's a war. We gotta. We gotta find out what's going on here with the hive, especially with Eris being there in the tower. Hey, you know the dark. You know, Oris is coming. He's gonna kill Okrona. You gotta kill him. He killed everybody. You know, it was this. Um, this sort of like. Um, urgency, like we got to do something. We we're just sitting here. We gotta get ready. You know, we, we gotta. We, there, some shit is coming, right? Some really bad right. shit. But in Destiny Two, you know, it started. We lost everything, and yes, we got it back. With you know, it wasn't that hard, right? And then everybody in the tower is like, uh, "What's up?" <laughs> hey, Guardian, you're the best. <laughs> Thanks, right, Guardian. Right. You really kick Cabal's ass. <laughs> it's like. Okay, great. It was a completely different <laughs> like atmosphere compared to D1 Tower to D2 Tower. Exactly. It's that narrative that it, that I loved in D1 where like we're, we are about to experience some really bad things here because the darkness is just upon us and this fucking traveler shit is not doing anything. We're our own, our own, right? right. D2 doesn't right. have that. And when I saw Shadowkeep and bringing back Erismore, Going back to the moon, some old enemies are coming back. We don't, we don't know if they died and they came back or we really didn't kill them or whatnot. But you get this sense that shit is going down and we need to get this resolved because if these enemies 
are coming I, I, they are coming back and they're coming back for us i, I will presume right it's right. gonna go down because they most likely wanna just get rid of all the guardians you know and get rid of everything and i feel this sense of urgency that i felt in d1 you know especially i don't know if you remember but when taking king was announced you know it's definitely you no know, oris is coming for you you know you kill his yeah. son you know he wants revenge and you felt this sense of like oh shit this big ass dude you know, i just pissed off this god man i just oh, pissed fuck. off this guy right <laughs> like, he's coming for me oh i'm gonna fucking kill him i'm gonna show him right you felt like come on now but at the same time you're like holy shit you know this guy could, could, could you know could kill me you know right uh, right even though we always can come back right but but you know you you, you felt this sense of urgency right this purpose like hey this guy we gotta kill um i haven't felt that way in d2 uh, ever in a very long time because gary right goal here, gary was a joke he was a pathetic of of a of a bad uh that a was villain. a very big missed opportunity right there yeah which i also want to bring something else up here ed i've been kind of doing some thinking here do you remember in forsaken uh that little trailer that came out when aldrin was uh, resurrected right when aldrin what like at the end yeah yeah so after you killed aldrin and uh forsaken and whatnot um, there was a little trailer, I think a few months later or something like that. Um, well, but he, he ended up coming back? back to life. Oh, yeah, yes, when he comes yes, back I to remember. life. Mm -hmm. Do yep. you think that maybe Aldrin and all these other characters coming back to life is tied to something? Could be. Uh, I, it, it could be. Could and, be. And that can be completely way out in left field right there. That could be completely something different, save, or saved for something else. But now I was just thinking about that. I was like... And, you know, you have Aldrin coming back. You have all these bosses that did horrible things to us, uh, right. to the vanguard and to, to the human uh, population. Oh, yeah, because but, Crota fucked up the, the Guardians big time. Yeah, er Eris Morn, six of them went down into the pit. Yep, but, but you know, well, no, like the war, the reason why Eris went to the moon with the fire team is to kill Crota, but it was because of what he did in, on the moon when it when the guardians went to the moon right to investigate right. what the hell was going on crota was right there and he got he killed a bunch of guardians right but i i don't know man i, I think know. shadow keep has uh has a lot of potential um, i agree any final thoughts on your on uh the dlc no i mean i think i think i covered pretty much everything that i really wanted to, to talk about without going on for too long here but i I honestly, when they announced Shadow Keep, mm -hmm. I was I was a flat line, right, a straight flat line, and then I had a little, a little spark or you know like a little a jolt little of spark energy. Of light. Exactly, <laughs> you know I, I I got some hope back into the game to the point where, I just reinstalled Destiny Two and I've been working on getting the the menagerie. Getting back into the grind, right? Uh, yep. For me, my final thoughts, I would say I can't wait to play the new DLC. I haven't bought it yet, though. Because I, I'm, I gotta, I, not that I'm going to wait, but I want to make sure that the transition to Steam is actually smooth. 
and smooth and, right? and it might go on sale too it, so well, i don't know if it's going to go on sale but i definitely want to make sure that the transition to steam is smooth and they say they will but i definitely want to make sure that nothing gets fucked up right uh but right. i will get it and i will play it i am excited uh, i'm hoping that destiny 2 becomes a game that we all hoped that it could have been you know and not what it has been right. for the past two years that's those those are my final thoughts on that yeah all right yeah, I, I agree uh yep all right guys the last topic here is overwatch not that there's any news or anything that i know other than it might be like an overwatch 2 but we have been playing overwatch 2 cody and i and i know we're late to the party right overwatch came out like been what three years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a long ass time ago. Yeah, so we've been playing on the PC, and I love Overwatch. I, I mean, I'm I'm as addicted to Overwatch as like I was when Destiny One came out. Like I want to play it every day. I'm thinking about it when I'm at work. When I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about it. I just right. I love fucking Overwatch. Overwatch is Overwatch is a very fun game. Um, it does piss me off at times. Uh, <laughs> right, especially if you have a team that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, o Overwatch is fun, and I I actually saw that uh, we might actually get some news for um, Overwatch Two this year at E three. Right. So I want to kind of tie that a little bit because since I've been playing Overwatch, it's like I don't. How can Blizzard? you know make an overwatch 2 i mean this game can just do great on its own i mean how 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 can you make an overwatch 2 this game you can you can keep creating characters and keep releasing maps why would they need to make an overwatch 2 i just and i just i don't get it i yeah you know i have no idea either because overwatch is still a success it is still active you know you think of games like evolved and uh Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, those you know, all died. That were hot at first, but they ended up dying off. Overwatch is still hot. Um, and it doesn't take us very long to find us a game either. Um, yeah, there's so people playing. The player base, yeah, the player base is still extremely huge for the PC. Uh, I don't know about the consoles. Oh, no, the consoles as well, because my nephew has uh, Overwatch on the PS4. And I have played uh -huh. on his PS4, and I mean, he finds the game in a matter of seconds. Uh, he barely waits to find a game. Yeah, so, so people are yeah, that it. just kind of proves our point there that uh, yeah, the, the game's not dying off. Yeah. Um, so my thing is, is if they're going to create a second game, I think they're also going to kind of shoot themselves in the foot by creating new characters. Oh, excuse me, creating new characters and new content that could be implemented into the first game. And then that sooner or later they're gonna start running out of ideas. That's my that's my thing. If they create a second game, yeah, I I agree. They might shoot themselves in the foot just because they. I I mean, why why would you? It's it was sort of right. kind of split the player base, you know, in a way, right? Um, right. So I I don't I don't I don't understand. But I'm still playing Overwatch because I still love it. Uh, I enjoy playing my junk rad and my ash <laughs> so <Right. laughs> i'm gonna keep playing overwatch uh 
for the foreseeable future and if they do come out with Overwatch 2 then I will have to you know make a decision whether to get Overwatch 2 if you know the player base decides to move to there or just keep playing Overwatch until it's basically you know dead or I get bored <laughs> so right I don't find myself getting bored of the game anytime soon, honestly. No, is it really? Um, I, I think Blizzard, this created something very good because you get in so quick and it's just so simple to get into a game. It only takes about 10, 15 minutes for a match and then that's it. You're done. We'll find a new one, you know? So it's right. a very quick, quick and easy game to get into, you know, when you have, you know, an hour or so to, to kill. So I, I don't I don't I don't see this game dying and I see myself playing this game for the foreseeable future. Same, agreed. Same. All right. Well guys, this was all for episode five of Game Talk. Um, make sure to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to, and you can also visit our website. We are gametalkpodcast.com. You can contact there, you know, you can send us an email. You can yep, yep. You can find us there um, on Facebook at Game Talk Podcast and on Twitter as Game Talk 19. The links will be on also, the website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, if you guys find content that you would maybe want us to cover in the future uh, for, for an episode, you know, don't don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, yep. we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys and love to hear what you guys think about uh well, either we're talking about or what you think about, you know, some news that you stumbled upon. Exactly. So. If you want us to play a game, cover a particular news of, of a game that you really like, you know, and we've and you know, we'll we'll look into it and we'll we'll take any suggestion uh, if, um, that you guys have. So, but in the meantime, right well, uh, that is a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. See you guys. See ya.